In our basement storage room, we have a cabinet that is filled with puzzles of all shapes, sizes, and varieties. From a puzzle of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation picture to the Madonna on the Rocks painting, castles throughout the world and the Harry Potter house crests, I think we have enough to last us a while. And there are two ways of doing puzzles in our house, according to my husband. The right way and the wrong way. The right way is hiding the box so you can't see the picture. And the wrong way is using the box as a guide, because that's cheating, apparently. The fun challenge of puzzles is to work together and trust that this huge jumble of pieces that make no sense will form a coherent picture in the end, even if it seems impossible at first. After these things, God tested Abraham. God said to him, Abraham, and Abraham said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, Father, and Abraham said, here I am, my son. Isaac said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. When they came to the place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. The angel said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. The angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies. And by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they arose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham lived at Beersheba.
The sacrifice of Isaac story is one that I have wrestled with for years. And it's one that has really made me think, is my commitment to God as strong as Abraham's? Because there's no way I would sacrifice my child on an altar. No way. And then I think, what the heck, God? This guy waited until he was 99 to have Isaac. You promised him that he would have descendants that numbered the stars and those descendants would come from this child. This child for whom Abraham and Sarah prayed for, for years and years. And now you're telling him to go and kill his child? That's awful. And I wonder why would we want to follow a God like that? If that's what we're called to do, who of us would be willing to kill our child to find favor with God? And then I wonder, is this story really about literally killing your child because God said so? Or is it about trusting God when you're called to do the hard things? And then I asked myself, what is my own sacrifice of Isaac story? September 22nd, 2018. Hands down, one of the hardest days of my life thus far. I embraced my, at the time, three children, the youngest being just 17 months old for the last time for almost a year. I hugged my husband, my mom, my brothers, and my sisters-in-law, my niece and my nephew. I watched as they drove away and I got on a bus to the airport, bringing me to Texas and then to Kuwait. Those months I was gone were among the toughest that I've ever faced. And let me tell you, I did not want to go. I did not want to leave my family. It was a sacrifice. A sacrifice that my immediate family had to make five times over the course of 11 years, as we sent my mom and two of my brothers off to serve in the Middle East as well. It was a sacrifice that none of us wanted to make but we did it anyway, because we had to. It was where we were being called to go. And it wasn't easy, but we had to trust that it was necessary, that maybe it would be worth it in the end. For Abraham, my guess is that this journey to Mount Moriah with Isaac was one of the toughest journeys that he ever had to make. And this was after he had already left his homeland to travel hundreds and hundreds of miles to a place unknown because God told him to move to Canaan. And then he traveled to Egypt and back to Canaan during a famine. And now Abraham was being asked to trust God again, this time by sacrificing his son. Abraham had trusted God before, but this had to have rocked him to his core and made him question everything that he knew about God. Imagine too how Isaac must have felt. He was following his father. He was going along with to offer the sacrifice and he asked his father, well, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And his father tells him, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And then they built this altar 
and then his father, whom he loved, whom he trusted in, ties him up and puts him on the altar, ready to sacrifice him. Can you imagine how Isaac's world must have been totally flipped on end? How his trust in his own father would have shifted and changed? You know, we, we trust our parents to love us, to protect us, and not sacrifice us on an altar. It would be really easy for me to simply tell you, well, you know, just trust in God and everything's going to be okay. But that would be a total cop-out and not actually address the fact that trust is hard. Trust is hard when we're asked to do something that goes against our beliefs, our wants, and our desires. Trust is hard when those whom we are supposed to be able to trust without question in turn shatter our trust in them. Trust is hard and trust and belief doesn't make bad things not happen. It's not like we can have faith and trust and sprinkle a little pixie dust and everything will be magically better. What do you do when your trust in God is shaken? What do you do when you struggle with a decision or a belief because everything that you've known and believed has been turned on end? Not everything in this life is going to work out the way that we hope and believe that it will. And that's the truth about our broken world. Trust is broken. Dreams become dust. We will probably question God at least once, if not more than once in our lives. And there may be some of you who struggle with whether or not you actually believe in God because you see all the crap that's going on in the world and you feel like your trust in God has been broken due to some event that happened in your life. Now sure, things seem to work out for Abraham and Isaac because Abraham was stopped by the angel of the Lord and God did provide a ram as a sacrifice. But maybe you feel like that hasn't actually happened for you. The gospel, the good news of Christ, it lays within what Abraham told Isaac. God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. God did provide the sacrificial lamb for us in the form of his own son. Jesus, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We have the promise from God that even though we suffer in this life, we who trust in him will not suffer in the next. In the book of Proverbs, King Solomon, who is the son of King David, wrote that we should trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not rely on our own insight, but in all our ways acknowledge God and he will make straight our paths. I may not believe that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe and trust that God walks with us through all of the times of life, even the times when my own trust in God and in other people is shaken. And I believe that God works through all of that stuff that we go through. A life without having that trust is a life where it would be hard to thrive and really truly live. That trust in God is hope. I trust and I hope that even when I'm mad at God, even when I'm called to do the stuff that is scary, and I absolutely do not want to do it. God walks with me.
And I trust that God's insight is better than my own because I can only see with my limited human view from my small corner of the world. Trusting together is trusting and hoping in God. And it's also recognizing that we are all coming to the table with a limited viewpoint, our own limited viewpoint. But when we work together, when we do trust in God, there's a lot more we can see and accomplish. Like with a puzzle, we might be this huge jumble of pieces in a pile, but we trust that those pieces will all come together, even if it doesn't make sense at first, even if it seems almost impossible that it will turn into something that we can actually understand. Like putting together a puzzle, trust takes wrestling. It takes putting the pieces in the wrong places at times. It takes patience and perseverance. As we take this story of Abraham and Isaac, something that might seem totally off the wall bonkers to us at first, and we piece it together, we can begin to see ourselves in the shoes of Abraham, in the shoes of Isaac, in our own ways. The good news of Christ is that even if we can't figure all of this out, God is walking with us. God does not abandon us. And those pieces do come together in some way, in a way that we can't always see, but God does. We trust and we hope in God. Thanks be to God for providing us the lamb in the form of his son to save us, to help us trust, and to give us hope. Amen. During the next few days, I encourage you to go deeper into the message with these two reflection questions. The first, what is your own sacrifice story? What have you been asked to do that you absolutely did not want to do, but somehow managed to find the strength to accomplish? And the second, how hard is it to trust when you're asked to do something that goes against your deeply held beliefs and desires? How do you reconcile that with yourself and with God? Mm -hmm.